0: Your mind not straight. There's no authority in you through the spirit of God to control what you're thinking. You grow weak. So you start doing things that are out of character, breaking rules for your own salvation and the guardian of your heart. You get weak. And when weakness hits, Without an awakening, without an encounter, without a word of truth, without an um, without an um, interruption, we open ourselves up to all kinds of trouble. So what we've been doing is trying to fortify because there's a lot of worldly wisdom and a lot of insight that is true, but if that insight is not, in, is not rooted in the Lord, it will not have the same power and the same effect in your life if it's not coming from that place where you are girded together with the Lord and the two of you are one. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of articles. But in the back of my mind, um, rising before everything that I read is the voice of the Lord. And that's what has to be for us right now. I want to read this. You're probably saying what in the world does Luke 10 verse 25 through 27 have to do with this? Just listen. So this is Jesus again, finding himself in these crazy situations. In which he sends out seventy-two people, you know, to do what he needed them to do, and they didn't come back. But we, when then we get to this parable, and this is the parable of the good Samaritan. But I, I, I want you to see something that I think is really good. Verse twenty-five it says, "On one occasion, um, a scribe, uh, a Torah teacher in the law, stood up to stood up to test Jesus, and this is what they said. Teacher, he asked." What must I do to inherit eternal life? Oh my goodness. And Jesus said, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? Let's go over here to the new King James Version. And behold, a certain lawyer, scribe, whatever, stood up and tested him saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? in other words how do you understand the law on on how to inherit eternal life jesus flipped it and then this is what the the lawyer described the pharisee this is what it said you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself why am i sharing this because The Lord showed me this in a different way that I think is going to bless you. He showed me this as the frontier of girding yourself up, the frontier of guarding your heart, the frontier of being strong and learning and positioning yourself to persevere. We love God with our heart. That's the first stop. That's the first connection. God, I love you more than I love this boyfriend. Lord, I love you more than I love this girlfriend. Lord, I love you more than I love this job. Lord, I love you more than I love this Mercedes. Lord, whatever it is that has taken a idolatrous place in your life, that first level of being able to gird up and truly be vigilant and truly identify yourself where you are that place is going to be all your heart god i'm all in i'm all in with you god i'm all in i'm so all in with you that even if even if um they fall asleep And even if I am sane, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, even if I can't find anyone to help me, I'm just gonna, that slither of hope, that teeny weeny bit, all I need is a mustard seed to love you. And whew, I got through the last five minutes. Oh my God, I I got through the last five minutes. I need another five minutes, God. I just need another minute. I I got through. Then now you're so tired, you don't fell asleep, and it's the next day. And you got through the whole day. You slept through it, but you got through it. Oh, God. I'm going to love you with all my heart. I'm determined to believe what you said about me, God. I know what I did. I know the mistake I made. I know that the consequences of that is going to eat me up. But God, I have to trust that you're going to make it better. Lord, I know what they're saying on the news about the coronavirus. I know what they're saying about the economy. I know I can't find my favorite stuff in the store right now. I know I don't have enough money for this. Lord, I might even be getting evicted lord I'm, whatever the case may be you just need the next five minutes to love god with all of your heart in that moment oh my god i gotta love him with my heart now there's this whole conversation about my soul and i'm gonna take this further and say with my body My natural man got to love him. I'm going to beat this flesh into submission. Not literally. Because the temptation is strong. I just want to get high. I just want to drink. I just need to escape for five. I I ain't got drunk in a long time. But if I take this drink, it'll knock me out. And I'll sleep for the next 12 hours. I just. We have to figure out this heart alignment, then that heart alignment has to manifest itself in our soul. Not saying that you're gonna get it right and make it perfect, but loving God is, listen, the way he has designed it, not the way Teresa designed it, not the way the pastor 20 years ago designed it, not because of some book you read, but you have to figure it out for yourself Because in this season that we are in, these are the things that fortify us to be able to persevere and to stand. Don't give any room to your adversary, to your accuser. You go and slip up and and steal something or lie or cheat or do something, my God. That's an open door for all the things that you dread. That's an open door for the splitting of your mind, the crushing of your heart, the breaking of your will. I've got to figure out in this maturation process, God, how to make no room for the devil. Not some imp hunting you down. Your heart, you're in charge of that. No devil is in charge of your heart or your soul. The Bible teaches choice. I must love him with my strength. Yeah, that's called resist the devil and he will flee. You have to resist the temptation to die there. I may need some meds to help me get through this. You might need that. Your faith may not be in a place that you can walk without it. Go ahead and get the meds. It's not an indication that you are a weak Christian. Oh my God. Hate me tomorrow, but that's what I believe with all your strength. In other words, there is a strength that you have in the Lord that you can draw on, that you can fight for yourself, that you can fight for your mind, that you can fight for your peace. My peace right now is no social media. I don't care how unpopular I get in the process. It doesn't matter because my soul is at stake. I don't care about losing followers. I don't care about not having any because my soul is more important than any of that. God is speaking to us. All of these things that are happening is showing us as a body of believers how intimate God wants us to be. He's putting us in situations where we don't have access to crowds anymore. He's putting us in situations where we don't have the ability to call everybody and call every elder in the church. and call. He's putting us in positions where all we see is him. Oh, my God. I don't understand why this is happening. Well, we may never understand it. Not everything is for us to have an answer. Some things are for us to look for the opportunity in the midst of. That is the prophetic message, part of it. Finding the opportunity in that. And then he said, Love the Lord with all your mind. Oh my God. The last thing I heard Jesus say when I woke up this morning was, keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes off of this person and that person. Keep your you can love them. You can love your mentor, you can love your husband, you can love your children, but keep your eyes on me. Oh my God, love me with your mind, Teresa. Love me with your mind. I'm gonna think about your promises, God. I know what the church looks like. I know all the things that are happening politically around the world. I know it, I know it, I know it. But I'm choosing to keep my eyes on what you promised, you know, because Jesus said, I have abundant life. Where is my opportunity in that, God? Where is my abundant life? Outside of my expectation of what it should look like, outside of what I want, outside of what I desire, outside outside of some vision or some dream I had last night. What is it, God? What is it? And I'm going to stay there because I'm not going to let anyone destroy the love that I have for God because that's the real battle. The real battle is for the spirit of this age to take our trust away. The real battle is for the spirit of this age to make us believe that God has abandoned us. The real struggle is for the spirit of this age to make us weak that we don't care and we're in a shell and we're keeping to ourselves and we're like, let these people do whatever they want. No! We cannot be in that place where we don't care. Because that's not Jesus. What is God saying? Look at all that is happening around us and look at Jesus's response. Not my will, but your will be done. Oh my God. And what's the last one? We just talked about it. And love God by loving your neighbor as yourself. Listen, this time that we are in is showing us the depth of our cold hearts. It's showing us the depth of our indifference. It's showing us the depth of our um, only selfish concerns for ourselves. If you wanna see selfishness right now, Take your eyes off Jesus and look at the opposite of what he wants to see for the church. Gosh, I hope you guys are hearing me. Religion will have you coming up with all kinds of alternatives to the message that I shared with you today. But this, but that, but this, but that if you can just humble yourself and listen to the message today, listen to the point of what is being shared now, maybe there's a way to gain something different. I know how I want to feel about what is happening right now, but I know what is required of me and whatever I have to do to contain my fullness that I'm still walking in, that I'm trying to obtain, I've got to do it. Hearing from the prophets, it's not always gloom and gloom. If God is showing you something dark and desperate, there has to be light in it. If there is no light, you have to question, why can't I see the light in this? Why can't I see the opportunity in this? Why can't I see the salvation in this? Why can I not see the hope in this? Why? What's in me? That's blocking the light of Christ because every negative promise came with the hope of eternal life and abundance of life. Every single one. That word didn't leave you angry. It probably left you with righteous indignation, but it always comes back to hope and it always comes back to faith, and it always comes back to love because that's the standard of Jesus. Oh my goodness. Chaos is before us, not just in the world, but in the congregation like never before. We're worrying about the world when the real problem is the state of the church. And right now, from where you are in this moment, you have the opportunity with every believer you encounter to extend the hope that God has for his congregation. Oh, this hour is about the church finding its way. It's not about the world. If you don't know, and I don't have the scripture before me now, but if you don't know, the direction of the world is not based on the world, it's based on the church. When we align, then the world will align. It doesn't turn, the world doesn't turn us. The Lord does. The world doesn't turn the church, it's not supposed to. I hope you hear what I'm saying in this. The world system does not have power over the congregation. Only the Lord does, unless the Lord did not accomplish what he set out to do. God himself, the Lord of Lord, the the Lord is responsible for the church. If we want to see change, it begins within the congregation, not outside of it. Babylon is Babylon, meaning the world system is the world system because it's void of God. The Lord is not there. We can't expect the world system to do what God wants it to do. We can't. That's a false expectation. But where the spirit of the Lord is, which is in his ecclesia, that's where we find answers and that's where we find the kind of change that we want. We can pray, but listen, we believe God for salvation and we believe him for salvation because we know that when people enter the kingdom, that is when true change begins true change in the order of the kingdom cannot take place outside of the kingdom. Our goal right now in this hour, the Lord is telling us that our goal right now is to begin to strengthen the body where we are. And how do we do that? In whatever community you are in, whoever you've committed your patronage to, by attendance, by ear, by service, by seed, That's where you begin your building. In fellowship, in generosity, in hope, in help. And not in these little secret ways. It's only community if everybody is a part of the community. Oh my goodness. I know I'm I'm, I'm speaking to the wind in some ways, but I hope that this is making sense. And that it's coming because we all have a part in this. It's not this big thing. You don't have to be big and famous and well-known and huge to impact the kingdom. But if you are big and famous and well-known and huge, you can have tremendous impact. So both are important. I just don't want you discouraged because you think there's only one person in the room for you. Because we all begin somewhere. There is our inner warfare. It's the greatest battle many of us are in right now. There is outer warfare. And that's the warfare happening around us that we can choose to let into us or not enter us. I've been making choices daily not to let the warfare enter into me. I'm not going to let the devils and demons and witches, and I'm not letting that into my space. It's a choice. I might see it, but that doesn't mean I have to engage it. There's personal and community preparation, getting yourself in order, your mind, your heart, your soul, your strength, getting it in order. Oh my goodness. There is um, there is this, uh, there's this whole thing that God wants to do with our mind in which we're not drawn in by everything. One of the hardest things to do in this hour is to cause people not to have an opinion about absolutely everything that happens. Because we can't change the systems with our mouths and lip service. We have to create that that we need. That, I mean, listen, how can I say that? Because we have delegated authority in the earth. The church is the superpower. It really is. We're, we're the ones with the power, but it's not an individual power, it's a group power. And we see it in sprinkles. We see how churches have changed communities There's this church I admire so much. It's in um, New Orleans. I've seen that church change their entire city. Housing crisis. They're not worrying about what the government is doing. They gain wealth to build what the community needs and open the doors for it. Those are the kinds of things God is doing. This is a time of great innovation in our midst. Instead of focusing on the darkness that is before us, God is saying, look for our opportunities. Look for the doors that are open. Some of you have been in dire financial situations, but the season we are in in, have open opportunities for wealth. It's open opportunities for education. There are people who are now going to school for free because of the opportunities and things that have opened up as a result of this wayward season we are in. There is manna in the desert. You all, we've talked about this. I've posted prophecies about this. This isn't new. And we started doing it two years before we even heard it just rampant all over. The church has transitioned already into a new paradigm. We are not transitioning. And to be honest with you, the transition began at the turn of the century. The structure of the church that we have known in our denominations have been shifting majorly since we crossed into this new season the lord is calling us to recognize this and jump in the river to see where he is going to lead he's not calling us to fight over this there are people right now that have already made those transitions they're already building the newness of this century and some of them some of them have been doing it even before the turn of the century they heard it and there they were being ridiculed and beat up and picked at by the church there's no such thing as virtual church there's no but then god then look at this situation where we're in when that the lord was preparing them but the people who are supposed to see it couldn't even see it Now everybody's scrounging and scratching for changes that many in the body of Christ that you may not know have been in preparation for for over 30 years because they saw it coming. We will see greater transition in the structure of how church is done. But listen, it will never be void of Christ's intention for the local church listen to my series on the local church was the local church god's idea yes it is but how that is done is not is is an idea that moves from one generation to the next so i want you to um keep that in mind as we continue to talk as we continue to consider because we're praying for things and asking for things and looking for changes that have really already taken place. We're just not in a place where we've been able to see it or connected with people that are doing what we see. What I'm saying now has probably been said a thousand times in other places. Some of us have changed so much in these last two years, spiritually that we never would have been able to grow into the places we are now had the season we're in not hit us. (laughs) I'm just telling you, some of you would not be in the spiritual mature place you're in, had the changes that have taken place in the church due to circumstances beyond our control had not happened. You would still be in your comfortable butt seat, in a pew somewhere. And that is the truth. God is pushing his people out of nests. He's pushing them into entrepreneurial realms. He's pushing, pushing them into educational realms. He's reintroducing the academic to the spiritual realm. He's doing a lot of things that we've separated God is bringing them back together for our good. He's causing us to be responsible for our own communities. Oh my God. It's time out for saying they're not doing this and they're not doing that. No, He's positioning you to be the answer to it in this season. Though the world system is producing tremendous chaos and though the church is adding to the chaos, just as Ezekiel dug through the holes in the wall and saw the atrocity in the church, we are facing the same kind of struggle today. But God has a plan just like he had then to bring the church through. And you are a part of it. And you are a part of it. Though there is chaos, there are many with the sound mind. There are many who are learning to love God with their heart, learning to love God with their soul, learning to love God with their strength, with their strength, with their strength, learning to love God with their mind, and learning. To love their neighbor as themselves don't be fooled oh my god god is using community in this hour small communities don't despise small communities Don't keep lusting and longing after visualness before people, even though that is the destiny for many here. Be humble in that area and understand that what God is doing is building the kind of intimacy that really produces change. In the time in which we live right now, because of the circumstances in this particular dispensation. Oh, my God. Wow. Love and kindness will always rule and reign in the kingdom. Mercy and grace, forgiveness and repentance, they will always be stronger than chasing down a devil that is not omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, or omnificent. There is no evil that has equal power to God. We need to hear that. There is no evil that has equal reign with God. If you believe that, something is wrong. Something is severely wrong with your doctrine. Oh my God. As believers, we are called to the kingdom first, not to the world first. I'm sorry, I'm really tearing up somebody's doctrine. We're called to strengthening the body first. We're called to making the house strong. Then we go out, right? That's the principle of this new covenant scripture. It's setting the house in order, you meaning you, then meeting your place of connection, and then meeting outwardly. That's said in many ways. It's, you know, it's said in many ways in the new covenant, but it's a truth we need to get because we have a lot of disconnection, and we're seeing people go out and try to bring people in, but the scripture describes that as raising sons of hell when we do it in discord. We're bringing people in for political reasons. We're bringing people in for personal agendas. That you, it's dangerous to do that in the kingdom. So we have to make sure there's order in the house. Why are we here to reveal Christ? That's the order. How is Christ revealed? In chaos, tribulation, and tragedy are the most profound places where Christ has revealed himself. Oh my God. This is the season for us, if you can hear this, to reveal God. We can be the counterthesis of the, the wrong stories that are being written right now simply by being kingdom minded in every interaction we have in every desperate place that we find ourselves in and it's desperate because many of us are like Peter with some of the people that we know that are that are having their Gethsemane experience and, and it's Nothing wrong with the people. They're just not there. They're just not able. Oh, my goodness. Father, we just thank you for this message today. I thank you for um, just sharing the a prophetic word in a different way by walking through scriptures, Lord, that we can just hear you and we can just know, Lord, that we are on the right path. You have not abandoned us. We're not lost. Father, we thank you for readjusting our focus. We thank you, Father, for letting us know that everyone has a limit, that we can take a moment, that we can reassess our mind and our lives and we can look at what is working and what is not. Father, we thank you for every prophet within this describal conservatory, Father, whose voice that we hear from and we know is sure and true. Father, I pray for those prophets, Lord, that they can hear for us, that they can hear for their community like never before, that they can guide the community, Lord, with the direction that you're given, that they can unlock the opportunities in this season, for us in Jesus name. Father, I declare that we will not refuse or reject these opportunities. I pray that we will recognize these opportunities and we will know that these opportunities when they come are not schemes and schisms and money pits and pyramid scams. But Father, we're talking about real solutions for what you're bringing to your people. It's our time for manna in the wilderness. Father, I thank you. It's our time, Lord, for throwing down the rod and having the rod swallow up everything that's unlike you in the past. That's the season that we're in. You're parting the Red Sea for us, and we are determined to be a people who will see it and who will recognize it in Jesus' name. Part the Red Sea, Father, in every area of our lives. Part the Red Sea in our heart, God, in our soul, make a way in our strength, make a way that we can see, God, in our mind, make a way, God, and in our ability to love one another. Father, we are thanking you today that you are with us in the midst of this. And we declare that we are not being swallowed up by darkness. Father, we cast down every idle thought and conversation that we've spoken concerning ourselves, the the ungodly conversations and destruction that we cause ourselves in our own thought. We cast it down in Jesus' name. We do more damage in our inner man than any outward person could ever do. And Father, we repent and we stand firm in declaring that I will think like the mind of Christ that I have been given. I will receive my rightful place in the name of Jesus. I will not see this as the end of the world because it's not. I see this as a new beginning for the congregation. One that I can see God and enter in the intimacy that you're creating wherever we may find ourselves planted in Jesus name father have your way father we pray against people that are running from prophet to prophet we pray that they will not be able to find an answer until they learn to believe what you have said and hear what you have already spoken in Jesus' name. Father, let them trust that they hear you. Teach them your word, God. Teach them your ways. Let them not look for scapegoats. Scapegoats, Lord, everywhere. I need a word. Father, that, that spirit of that in this age is rampant and it falls right up on all this fortune telling. Because, Lord, in this dispensation of the gospel, with the power of Jesus Christ and the indwelling of the spirit, you are about teaching us how to hear you and reaching out in the environments connected alongside with that for a word. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying, don't get it twisted. I believe in prophets and I believe in seeking a word from the Lord. But there are people who obsess over this area to the point of their own detriment and confusion. We will not be a generation that worships other people's words. We will worship the God that is in us and we will make full use of the indwelling of Holy spirit on the inside of us in Jesus name. We will not become prophecy junkies. This is a season of learning to hear you, God, like never before. This is a season of miracles, of signs and wonders. And we just speak miracles, signs and wonders, healing miracles, healing miracles in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for those who have overcome COVID, Lord, but are still experiencing the side effects. Lord, we know right now that healing is available to them. And we come in agreement with them, Lord, and we stand with them for their healing in complete agreement. All of us, God, healing of the mind, healing of the physical body. Lord, we are standing in faith with them i know many have gotten instant breakthroughs but others father it's been a journey for them it's been a roller coaster but god if you can end the roller coaster for some of us that have had severe problems like that you can do it for them and we will not stop believing but i hear the lord saying that even though some are in struggles in their health and they're in struggles with their mind the lord said don't allow your struggle to make you believe that you have been disqualified from serving in the kingdom. The Lord says, I'm going to meet you right where you are. I'm going to meet you in the place and the position that you are in my heart. And I'm going to show you that I am faithful. And you are faithful to me as I heal you. As I make this a profound testimony Some of you, the Lord is making your testimony visible so that people can see it walked out and that they will know that God alone has healed you. So Father, we just stand in agreement, Lord God, with what you're doing in the hearts of your people. And I thank you for this message today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.